This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 78. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Howdy. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. This is Brett Hurst. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. To the next level. Let's hope, anyway. Um, Well, today's episode is called... Don't say this when you fight. Oh, baby. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> this the, the content for today's episode comes from um, personal experience, as well as some good things I found on the internet and doing our work with couples. Yeah. I would say I've majored in <laughs> don't say this, or gosh, I wish I hadn't said that. Yeah, well, well, we all do it. And the truth is, you know, when we teach couples, when we're talking through conflict and how to do conflict well or how to fight fair or fight well, we talk about how many times we make mistakes because, not because we're in conflict, because there's nothing wrong with having conflict. It's going to happen. It's totally going to happen. But we get into trouble. Our, our behavior around the conflict mm-hmm. usually is what we end up having to apologize for later on. Right. It's what we regret. It's what we <clears> feel <throat> bad about and when we can't sleep the, that night, you know. Yep. And so... The um, human condition. Yeah. And so when we argue, our brains are often in that fight or flight or freeze mode. You know, the amygdala has been like activated with stress hormones. and So you have a decision to make. Yeah. Even though you're not totally in charge of that decision. Yeah, because your heart rate can be elevated, your blood pressure's up. And when that happens, your logic and your reasoning can just be completely shut down. And uh-huh. so you're just, you're not thinking clearly. And so sometimes we just say things out of habit. We say things out of impulse that mm-hmm. just are not helpful and, and may actually do damage. You this know. is true. Yep. So we want to talk today about, I think we have six or seven of these little phrases that are guaranteed to make an argument worse. Oh, I can't wait. But some of you, if, it, if this resonates with you, and this has definitely resonated with me, you may think that you're helping when you say these things. Because I think these are genuinely, like people would go, oh, that's a helpful thing to say. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just putting fuel on the fire. So okay. see if our listeners can- uh, Fire away. Okay. The first one is, don't tell your partner to calm down. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's like what our son, who's in his 20s yes. now, he says, simmer down. Simmer down. To us. Yeah. It it's doesn't go really over annoying. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, one of the worst things you can do in an argument is to try to control someone's emotions. And I like to ask this question think for a moment if there has ever been a time when someone telling you to calm down actually helped you calm down. Well, actually, yes. I mean, when? Like when you're in a fight and someone tells you no, to calm down? No, but in other situations, you know, maybe when you're younger and you're, okay, you know, you're injured or something. But okay, I hear what fair. you're saying. But I'm talking about when a married couple's arguing. Here's what's different. Yeah. When you're fighting, you're in that adrenaline rush uh, and and, it, and it's a rush. It, it feels good to fight. Mm-hmm. In, for some. On, on some level, for some people. Mm-hmm. And- if you're competitive, and you know most of us are, a lot of us want to win the fight and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be taking out, taken out of the um, 
momentum of that fight. Yeah, that could definitely be one piece of it. I think another piece of it, and I definitely don't want to rag on men out there, but what we have seen that's a little more common than the other, you know, than this coming from females is a lot to, a lot of times men will tell a woman to calm down. Right. If she's upset, emotional, crying maybe, or maybe she's yelling. Right. And I honestly think he thinks he's helping. Uh-huh. He like, thinks he's caring for. He thinks he's like, look, there's no reason to be, you know. But all it does from the woman's perspective is it makes you feel like someone's trying to dominate right. your emotions. You don't feel heard. You don't feel uh, exactly. validated, whatever. Yeah. And so I would say whether you're male or female, if you have a habit of saying to calm down to the person who's upset, that you probably know from experience, it just doesn't really help anything. So that's one thing. Yep. Okay. Here's something else. Don't try to stifle someone by saying, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you would think this would be a total (laughs) elementary uh, remedial thing, but we've actually seen it happen. Oh, yeah. Maybe they don't say, shut up, but someone tells someone, you know, just be quiet for a second, you know. Maybe maybe the other person needs to process for a second, and the person's incessant talking is bringing up anxiety for them or whatever. But you just have to remember that there's no crime in needing to vent. You know, when your partner is upset about something or angry... um, you know, just because you listen to someone doesn't mean you have to agree with what they're saying. So let your partner vent or yell or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. they need to do to sort of get it out. There's really no need to try to just completely cut them off. It's disrespectful, I think, to someone to tell them to be quiet. We have definitely seen people say, shut up in front of us. Totally. And more. Yeah. And much more. Yeah. In fact, we and were a watching. Whole lot more. We were watching one of our favorite movies the other night, uh, Rear Window, uh-huh. Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window, which is one we've seen it. I don't know how many times. Yeah, it's a classic. But we were watching it, and I noticed when Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly, she's trying to sort of make a point, and she's kind of going on and on, and he's trying to interrupt her, and finally he goes, "Well, if you'll just shut up for a minute, yeah, you know, right. I'll tell you." And I'm like, "Whoa, that yeah. would not work with me." Maybe not the most winsome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next piece is this. Don't try to fake empathy by saying, I know how you feel. Now, before we unpack this, I want to say this gets a little tricky because, Brett, you and I are always teaching people about the importance of empathy in relationships. So if you truly know how to empathize and you know how your partner feels, fine. That's an okay thing to say. That's a helpful thing to say. But if you don't know how they feel, don't try to, because it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 frustrating. I remember I had a friend one time years ago who she was going through some infertility stuff. Uh-huh. And I said to her, oh, I know how you feel. And she asked me, oh, did you have a hard time getting pregnant? And I said, no, I just can imagine how you feel. And right. she goes, then you can imagine how I feel. You, you don't, don't know, know how, how I feel. feel. Right. And she was right to correct me. Yeah. I, that was wrong of me Great to say point. that. Yeah. So, um, you know, rather than saying, you could say something like, I can imagine that must be really hard. You know, I can imagine that must have hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine that must be frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But to try to sort of get right in there when you really don't know what it's like, right. I think that can be... I don't know. It can feel a little disingenuous on your from your partner's perspective. Totally agree. That's good. Okay. The next one is don't tell your mate you shouldn't feel that way. Now I learned that one. 
Well, <laughs> I, we both learned that one from, from different perspectives, which I'll kind of unpack here. But here's, here's the point to this. Feelings are not good or bad. They just are. You know, we learned this a while back. Uh-huh. If someone's upset about something and you're not upset about it, it doesn't mean their feelings are wrong. Right. It just means they feel bad about this or they feel upset about it. So to tell someone that they shouldn't feel a certain way, even when you're trying, you might be trying to cheer the person up. Right. So for example, Brett, I remember figuring this out a few years ago. There were some times where once in a while you would come, because you're not really like a pessimistic person, but once in a while you would come home from work and you'd feel just like, uh, you know, am I good at my job? You know, what everyone does. Uh-huh. And I would day. I would sort of rush in there as the cheerleader and go, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You're a great pastor. You know, no, that's not. And what I was, even though I would, my heart was in the right place, uh-huh. I was trying to cheer you up and help you feel better. What I was really doing was I was just completely minimizing how you felt about it. Right. You weren't intending to do that. No. You were trying to be supportive. supportive. Yeah. Right. But I needed to realize that you had those feelings and those you needed to own those feelings. Right. Process. And it was okay for me to sit with you in those feelings mm. and then maybe encourage you, you know, later on or yeah. or in a different way. That's a good example. Yeah. So but to tell someone you shouldn't feel that way is Right. That that can really just throw major fuel on the fire yeah. when you say that in an argument. It's, it can be very insensitive. Yeah. Okay, so here's yeah. another one. Don't say, here's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to check myself on this a lot with our kids uh-huh. because Sarah and Caleb will call or like they've got an issue or a problem or whatever, and I just go right into mom mode. You know, uh-huh. here's what you need to do. One, two, three, boom, it's fixed. Problem you know? solved. So here's what we need to unpack about this. A... Not everyone who is upset wants help solving their problem. Boy, is that true. That is so true. That That's true. We've, we've got to just accept the fact, if you are a helper person or a problem solver person, you've just got to accept the fact that some sometimes they don't want help. What do they want? Well, usually empathy. Right. Um, so that's one thing. B, sometimes the person may already know what the solution is, mm-hmm. and it's just helpful to let them vent and process verbally what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Women in particular, and I read this somewhere on some research site, that females in particular, even if they know the answer to a problem or how to solve it, it is just helpful for them to talk it through so that they can just kind of let go of it. Yeah. And yep. it, it doesn't stay tangled up in their head. We've seen that so often, and we've seen that with a lot of men too, even that mm-hmm. have that mm-hmm. propensity. Yeah. You know, for- some people will go in internal and they want to think about it and, you know, internally dwell on what to do, but some people really need to just talk it through, talk about the frustration, commiserate, you know, all of that. Kind of like doing a whiteboard exercise through their speaking. Yeah. Even though they may already know the solution. Right. And then C, if you are a problem solver, remember your partner's autonomy. He or she may want to figure this out on their own Mm. and they don't always need to be rescued. So has it been helpful over the years for me to ask you? So much. So, you know, sometimes you'll say, all right, are we trying to solve this problem or do you want me to just listen? Mm-hmm. And you'll ask me that like at the very beginning before I'm even like in my rant. Mm-hmm. I learned. And to be able to say, no, I just need to process this mm-hmm. is super helpful because then it lets you off the hook too because you're able to just sit and listen and you don't have to go into problem solving mode. Right. You know? Right. Right. 
So is that yeah, helpful? Absolutely. Good. It's good. Okay. Good stuff. The next one is don't say we need to settle this right now. Hmm. Here's why. You got to be careful not to try to force resolution. First of all, not everything can get resolved quickly. Right. And forcing your spouse to skip the important processing and exploration phase denies him or her the opportunity to come up with a creative solution. Mm -hmm. You're almost trying to short circuit to the finish line and your partner might need to just have some time to let it breathe. Right. So to to force that and make, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, spiritually speaking too, I mean, if the Holy Spirit is our best Mm -hmm. guide and he clearly is, Mm -hmm. then allowing for him to, for us to hear, you know, and discern what, what's really the best plan. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people who want to resolve things quickly, you know, it could be that they just really have a tremendous discomfort with conflict, you Mm. know, for them to just let something sort of go unresolved Mm -hmm. feels, you know, unhealthy almost. Right. Right. But I just want to encourage people who are like that to just let it, let it go sometimes. It seems illogical to respond that way when it's very, actually very logical to sit and wait. Usually the better solutions more times than not come after sit and wait for a clear answer. We like to use that phrase, hang it on the line. Yep. That was my next point. That was, that's one of our favorite phrases because it gives us permission to not have to get to the very bottom of something right away. Mm -hmm. And I I think it takes maturity to leave things open-ended, right? you know, but and what's your what's your hurry anyway? Yeah, you know? well, and that brings up a whole other thing. Is I think some people we've talked on this podcast a number of times about the marginless society we all live in. Right, rushing, 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 getting from this place to that place, and who's got time to sit and let a, an argument sort of breathe? You know, it's got to happen now so I can get to the next thing. Exactly. I got to stress over. Right. So, but you you really truly might find clarity later on if you just kind of let things sit and let things rest. It's okay. Yeah. So finally, the last one, and this is, I think, one of my biggest pet peeves. Do not say, what do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) Now, have I ever said that to you before? Uh, I would say early in our marriage, when we were very, very young married, you might have said that a few times. Well, what do you want me to say, Here's the thing. I've I've seen and experienced a flooded person. Now, what do you mean by flooded person? Flooded person who is, they genuinely are so overloaded with emotion and stress and anxiety that they don't know what to do to move forward. Okay, right. So the... For most people, when they get flooded, they just want to disengage. Mm-hmm. They simply want to get out of the conflict. And so they'll ask in an exasperated way, what do you want me to say? Right. They just want relief from the whole they just want, stress yeah. of it. You know? And frankly, again, and I'm not, I swear I'm not ragging on the guys, but it seems like there more times than not, there will be a husband who because he just wants peace. Right. <laughs> He'll just be like, "All right, what do you want me to say? You know, aka, how can we just end this right now?" Here's the here's the bottom line. I have to say this is this is a dismissive thing mm-hmm. to say in an argument because here's what your partner hears you say. Your partner hears you say, "I don't care enough about this issue to intellectually engage with you." Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So just give me a script and I'll utter the words even if I don't even believe them. Right. Like you know, I'm not even really involved I'm in this conversation. I'm not even in this. I might as yeah. well have a hologram of myself in this argument. You know, right. it's just, it's deflating uh-huh. to your partner. And Insulting. I think people really need to hear that because I understand the need for peace. I understand needing to disengage even in a healthy way. But when you say, just what do you want me to say? It 
there are just so many better ways to communicate that you're either tired or flooded mm-hmm. or that you just can't deal with this right this moment. But to do that just feels like really, I don't know, uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> bad. That's my, that's my expertise on it. It's a bad thing to say. <laughs> I concur. So what do you think about these? Do you think these are helpful? Well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I know. No, I, didn't. I think these are extremely <laughs> helpful, actually. Well, and, and couples will often ask us, whether it's at a tune-up that we're leading or, or even like in our married life prep class that we teach with engaged couples, you know, we get to the part where we're talking about conflict and how to fight fair and how to do it well. And sometimes they'll look at us before we kind of unpack stuff and go, how in the world do you do that? You know, and these are just simple things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not rocket science. It's just things to remember that these don't typically move a conversation forward. Right, right. And they don't typically show respect to your partner. And so many times, you know, we see couples and they care about each other. They love each mm-hmm. other. They want to do well. Yeah, But right. this has just become a bad pattern or a bad habit, or they just want to get out of the dumb argument. And so they just throw these kind of things out. And Well, being aware of these potentially lethal phrases. I mean, these are good tools Mm -hmm. and this would apply not only to marriage, but to all relationships Mm -hmm. need a whole lot more patience and listening in our, um, conversations with one another. Yes. Excellent. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or a question you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, send us an email to thehursts, that's H-U-R-S-T-S, at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our very best to get it on the air. And we hope you'll also share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes. This helps us to have more visibility. And we always need more visibility. For sure. Well, thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.